Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, March 12th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Merton, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. And guys, it's been a pretty crazy 24 hours because of the coronavirus and how it's affected sporting organizations around the world. The NBA yesterday suspended its season indefinitely, which obviously is terrible news. Utah Jazz center Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus. And, you know, the, the ironic thing about him uh, testing positive is on, I think it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, he was speaking to reporters and put his hands over the microphones and saying, like, you know, there's nothing to be worried about. And then a day later, tested positive. So he's kind of like the case example of someone not taking this seriously. It's obviously a very, very serious thing. The WHO called it a pandemic yesterday, a global pandemic. I mean, this is definitely a serious thing. So, you know, we all live inside our little bubble. I live inside the MMA bubble. And I try not to think about the stuff that's going on too much around the world, but like as far as politics and stuff goes. But when it's something like health related like this, that's clearly affecting people. And I live in Toronto and it's, it's affected some people here in, in the city I live in. So, you know, it's affected a lot of people around the world. Um, people are dying from this. It's a serious thing. You know, it's we've come a long way from people like Joanna Young Jacek joking around about it on uh, their Instagrams. This is not a, something to be joked around about. It's a serious thing. And it does relate to MMA because it's going to impact the sport starting now. Um, UFC Brasilia, which takes place this Saturday, will be closed off to fans. No fans will be in attendance for this event, which obviously is a huge move by the UFC and the Brazilian Athletic Commission. They obviously had to do it, though. Um, there's like 52 cases, I believe, of the coronavirus in Brazil. So it's a serious thing down there right now and just can't take the risk. So they've decided to hold a fans, no fans event. So only the fighters will be there, their coaches, their teams, UFC personnel, et cetera, which is what some other teams and organizations around the world are doing. The Columbus Blue Jackets are going to do that. The San Jose Sharks in the NHL. So other teams are doing that. I know there's some soccer teams in Italy and in Europe that are doing the same thing. But, you know, that's a best case situation, you know, because I think the worst case situation, which is canceling events entirely, is possible at this point. I don't think the UFC wants to do it. They don't want to suspend their operations. The UFC is very stubborn, especially Dana White. Last week, Dana White was asked by Aaron Bronstetter, my good friend from TSN, what are you guys are going to do? What are you guys going to do with the coronavirus? And how is it going to affect you guys? And he just said, we're not going to get affected by it. We're fine. Business as usual. And now you see it's not business as usual. Dana White was very cocky talking about the coronavirus, saying how the UFC uh, basically was being very uh, proactive about it, like starting a month ago. Well, this, you can only do so much, you know? So this is something that's obviously going to affect the UFC. It's going to affect all the MA organizations. From what I've heard, Bellator still plans on doing their event tomorrow with fans, so nothing will change there. Right now, I mean, it's possible that in the next 24 hours something could change, then the uh, Connecticut Athletic Commission or whatever could say, you know what, we're not going to have fans at this event. But right now, Bellator looks like it's going to be okay. Um, the Brazilian car, like I said, no fans are going to be attendance for that. That is confirmed. So it's just going to be uh, the, the, uh, the fighters, no crowd. It's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be kind of like the tough gym, I think, a little bit. Like maybe some, you know, some people from the UFC and, you know, friends and family. But I think it's going to be like pretty closed off. Um, so I wrote an article on MMA ratings today. It's I don't know if it's going to come out yet, but it, it should come out this afternoon. I know Michael, my editor, wanted to hold off a little bit because I wrote it last night before the news about the Brazilian card got getting canceled was. So I have to tweak it a little bit. But basically, my argument was, there's going to be a few different situations that UFC can kind of run through here as far as what they're going to do uh, to still hold their events, but with the coronavirus in mind. So obviously one 
option is to do the event with no fans, which they're going to do this weekend. But there's some other options. The Doomsday option, obviously, is to cancel cards. I don't think the UFC wants to do that. They rarely cancel cards. They have, but it's rare. Um, I can think of a few cards. UFC 151, Henderson versus Jones, that was canceled. UFC 176, Jose Aldo versus Chad Mendes, that was canceled. Uh, UFC 233, which didn't have a main event. They wanted to do uh, Kamar Usman versus Colby Covington for an interim belt, if I'm not mistaken. That was canceled as well. So there has been a few cards canceled. And and uh, there's also a few other ones. Like uh, there was one in Singapore a few years ago that was canceled as well. So it does happen every so often. The UFC is forced to cancel a card, but they really don't want to do it. And in my opinion, they're going to try their best not to, for that not to happen. So um, what I think is going to happen, and it's the argument I wrote in my article, which, again, is not out yet, but hopefully today comes out. The UFC Columbus card in two weeks is going to be affected by this. It's probably going to be canceled, if you have to ask me. Um, the Ohio governor said that uh, no public gatherings are going to take place in Ohio, and obviously the March Madness has already canceled the basketball or um, tournament. So the UFC Columbus card, there's no way it's going to happen. Now, the question is, what do they do? Do they hold the event with no fans? Do they take it to the UFC PI? Do they move it to another city? These are options for sure. I'm guessing, though, they're going to just disperse the fights. They'll take the fights off the card and move them to other cards. Now, that's not a great situation at all for the fighters who are training and peaking for this particular event for this particular date, but it's better that they at least get a fight on another card. Having said that, even if they are moved to other cards, those cards could also be canceled. Like, there's a card coming up in Oklahoma City. The Utah Jazz were just there yesterday. Rudy Gobert was sick. How if there's another case of someone having coronavirus in Chesapeake Energy Energy Center or whatever it is, that would be bad, right? So that car could cancel too. So like, there's a lot going on here. We really don't know. It'd be nice for Dana White to go and speak and say, you know what, I misspoke. I spoke too soon. He won't do that. It's obviously not going to do that. He'll never admit when he's wrong. But in this case, uh, you know, I think the UFC is going to be affected by this as much as Dana White said he didn't want or didn't expect it to be. So, um, yeah, I definitely expect some UFC cards to get scrapped coming forward. But, again, I really hope the fights just get pushed to other dates. You don't want to see the fighters lose their paychecks. You know, that's the one thing I'm worried about because fighters don't make much money anyways. So it would be nice if they got paychecks. But at the same time, no one wants to get sick. This is a serious thing, right? So it's crazy. So many people are getting sick now. And it's, it's funny, though, right? Like, a lot of people weren't really taking this seriously. And then a basketball player got sick. And the NBA canceled, like suspended the season, not canceled, but suspended it. Then everyone starts taking it seriously. It's kind of funny, right? Like the last 12 hours has been nuts. Like you can't go on social media or watch the news without them talking about the coronavirus. It's a very serious, serious thing. Um, and also uh, one championship, they announced today, all events upcoming will take place with no fans in attendance. So they're being proactive about it as well. That's their, uh, uh, their solution to the situation. They're not going to cancel their events which is good for the fighters because they'll still get paid, but they're not going to have fans in attendance. Now, when that happens, that sucks for the organization. They're not going to make a gate. That's not good for them. But at the same time, they can still put it on TV. If the UFC does events with no fans, it's going to be weird. You're not going to hear any fans cheering. It's going to be like the tough show, tough uh, fights on the show, but at least the fighters will get a chance to fight. So if you had to ask me, the Brazil card will take place on Saturday. It's just too soon to cancel, I think. But without fans... The UFC, Columbus, uh, UFC London card next week, that one's also kind of like up in the air, I think. Again, I think they'll still hold the card probably with no fans, if you have to ask me. That's my guess. It's not ideal. I know a lot of fans from London were really looking forward to seeing that fight, Leon Edwards versus Tyron Woodley. But if I had to guess, there's going to be no fans for that one. And the Columbus card in two weeks, there's just no way that card's going to happen anymore. There's just no chance. I think it'll be either moved to another city, the UFC PI, the Apex there, or the fights just get pushed to other cards, which I think is probably the best solution there. 
but we'll see what happens. You know, it's it's just pure speculation on my part, but I have seen cancellations in the past in UFC events, and generally the fights are pushed to other cards, but generally there's not a global pandemic that's affecting a lot of places around the world. This is pretty crazy. It's a pretty unique situation. And uh, honestly, it's kind of crazy how Dana White was really like, uh, you know, so confident last week that nothing would be affected for the UFC's operations. Well, clearly it's going to be. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure that uh, the NHL today is supposed to make an announcement. Uh, MLB will probably make an announcement today about suspending their season. So like bigger organizations than the UFC are, can- are canceling or suspending their their shows. I'm pretty sure UFC is going to be in the same situation very soon. All right. Now let's try to forget about the coronavirus for a second here because there were some good fights announced yesterday. Um, I really like this fight. So two really big fights were announced. The UFC Dublin main event has been announced. It is Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. This card does play, take place in the summer in August, so they're announcing it very uh, early. Having said that, Bellator, and I talked about this the other day, they announced their card in Dublin for October. So UFC announcing a card for August. It seems soon, but Bellator did one for October, so it doesn't seem that soon. Anyways, as far as this fight goes, I mean, this is a great fight. This is a fight that I think a lot of us – we're expecting to see in London next week, but obviously Whitaker had some stuff he was, was going on in his personal life. We don't really know what was going on. There were some rumors about a bone marrow transfer for his daughter that was never confirmed. Really have no idea if that's true or not. But either way, he is going to return from a somewhat uh, long layoff. And he hasn't fought since October when he got knocked by Israel Asanya. Still, the guy was the UFC middleweight champ before that. He had a nine-fight win streak before the Asanya loss. Great wins in there. You're on Yoel Romero twice, Ronaldo Jacare Souza, Uriah Hall. So he had some really nice wins. We know how good Whitaker is. He is one of the most talented guys in the UFC middleweight division. He's a former champ for a reason. And uh, it's nice to see him at least get a fight again after whatever he was going through in his personal life. And he takes on Darren Till here. Darren Till, he picked up a win over Kelvin Gaston by split decision in his UFC middleweight debut to bounce back from a two-fight losing streak. Both guys obviously big stars. Till fighting a little bit closer to home. I expect the crowd to be a little bit more behind him, but I don't even know if it's going to matter. I do think Whitaker is a better fighter. I do think that he should be favored to win this fight, but, you know, Till is very popular and wouldn't surprise me at all if he gets a lot of respect from the sports betters. But, uh, yeah, my early lean, probably a little bit towards Robert Whitaker, but you definitely can't count Darren Till. He's a talented guy for sure, and he looks – I thought he looked a little better at uh, middleweight, not cutting all that weight, uh, crazy weight cut for him, obviously, to 170. And the other fight that's been announced, and this one is official, and this is going to take place, UFC Oklahoma City, unless that card gets scrapped, which is possible. And same with the Brooklyn card, UFC 249. That's possible that gets pushed back or delayed or whatever. But this fight's going to be good if it happens. Edson Barboza will be taking on Josh Emmett in a featherweight boat, and I really like this fight. Edson Barboza called for his release last week. He's not getting his release. He's actually getting a fight. Good for him. He's been asking for a fight for a while now. He hasn't fought since September when he lost a really controversial decision to Paul Felder. I thought he won that fight. A lot of people did. Lost a split there. He's actually lost four of his last five fights. Having said that, look who he lost to. Paul Felder, Justin Gaethje, Kevin Lee, and Habib. And look at his wins recently. Dan Hooker. That was his last win. That was a brutal knockout. Dan Hooker's number five right now. Edson Barbosa destroyed him. Benil Darius, who looks amazing lately. He also beat him a couple fights ago. He also has wins over Anthony Pettis, Paul Felder in their first fight and a couple other guys. I mean, Barbosa is a beast. We all know how talented he is. He is 34. He's a little bit older. You know, usually you don't see guys in their mid to late 30s cutting weight to drop down weight class. But in this situation, he's lost four or five. He's convinced he can make 145 healthy. And if he can, he can be a very dangerous fighter. It could instant contender that division, quite frankly. So I'm very excited to see what he does at 145. When he takes on Josh Emmett here, this is a tough debut fight. I mean, Josh Emmett's very dangerous as well. 
coming off back-to-back knockout wins over Rashad Bektich and Michael Johnson also has that knockout win over Ricardo Lamas. Guy's very dangerous. He uh, he's a nice record in the UFC six and two. He is 35. He's a little bit older. You know, he's not as young as I think a lot of people assume he is because he hasn't had that many fights in the UFC, but he is a little bit older. Still, he's a lot more established at 145. Than so this is a very interesting and very uh, unique fight because you have basically a top 10 ranked lightweight dropping down to featherweight, taking on a top 10 ranked featherweight. It's a very interesting fight. My initial lean, I think you got to lean towards Emmett just because he's more proven at the weight. And uh, the guy has crazy knockout power. We've seen Barboza get touched in the past, but Barboza is a very technical, dangerous fighter, and you cannot count him out at all. All right, a couple uh, comments here from Kinshiro Rodoju. Appreciate them as always, man. Every politician don't want to be blamed for any people getting sick or cause uh, some cases of death. It's sad to see events like around the world being uh, placed into empty arenas. Yeah, it is. But again, like you said, you don't want to see people die. I mean, that's that's their job. Okay, I saw some stupid – I've seen some really stupid tweets the last few days, uh, especially last night, some really bad takes, I'd say, about how sports aren't that important and you know we shouldn't worry about that. Sports are important because they provide lots of people with jobs and income, like myself. Like I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be having, you know, a place to live and, and food to eat if I didn't work in this in this business. I wouldn't have a job, right? And there's tons of other people in the same spot as me, not just writers, but not even just athletes, like team personnel, you know, event management, you know, people that work for organizations. Like sports are a big thing. Sports betting is a huge thing. A lot of people make their living off that too. So sports are important. Having said that, of course, in a time like this, when it's a global pandemic, you got to keep your population healthy. So that is the most important thing. But sports, people saying the sports aren't that important, that is a bad take. Sports are very, very important. So the fighters and the event workers and their teams don't matter. They can catch risking the virus. Might as well 100% cancel the events. You know what? This is a great point, Kinshiro. I actually agree with you on this one. I saw a lot of people saying like, you know, oh, it's great. One championship is still doing their events without fans. The UFC is still going to hold their events. It's great for us as fans sitting at home and watching on our TVs and our computers. If you're a person that works at the arena, if you're someone that is on the team of a fighter, that's a little scary still, right? Because you're still in a spot where you could very easily catch something. Anytime you're in a, a situation where you're in a, a venue where millions of people have been in and in out, like it's it's a very uh, possible place where you can touch something or catch something or something happens. So yes, I'm with you, man. The right thing to do probably is to cancel events, but as a selfish person who loves seeing MMA fights, I hope they don't. But I'm with you. The right thing to do probably is to cancel them. I just hope they don't because I really want to watch some of the fights coming up. There's some good fights coming up. And his last comment here, he likes, uh, he says, Till has my money since I don't think Whitaker is healed yet for his two fights for you all. Yeah, it's hard to say. I did have uh, Darren in his last fight against um, Kelvin Gastelum as an underdog, which I was surprised by. But uh, this, this is a different fight. I mean, Rob Whitaker is a different beast than Kelvin Gastelum. He's a little bit a little bit better than Kelvin. And Kelvin's great, but he didn't do anything in that fight. Whitaker's, I think, going to take the fight, Darren Till. But, yeah, Whitaker coming off the knockout loss to Izzy. And, obviously, the two fights we all were brutal, brutal fights. I mean, he took a lot of damage in those fights. But the guy's still a former champ. He is a great fighter. All right, a couple other things here. Uh, you want to have check She praised Willie Jang. She called her a very tough bitch, which I thought was hilarious. And she's like, I say that in a good way. She's a very tough bitch. So I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, Yuana and Whaley seem to have a lot of respect for each other after that war, which was, again, one of the best fights I've ever seen. And Yuana uh, says she's open to a rematch, but she wants to heal up, take some time off, and she's going to have a surgery on her ear, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, she'll take some time off. I don't expect to see her until like later in the year, you know, like October, November, something like that, December, possibly. Whaley probably needs six months off herself. I mean, that was a brutal war. Give those women some time off. They deserve it. 
and pay them some extra money while you're at Dean. I saw Darren Till said pay them $5 million each. I think he's right about that. Korean Zombie uh, accepted Brian Ortega's apology, and they want to fight each other now. Korean Zombie says to Brian Ortega to wait for him while he heals up from his eye injury. He had surgery recently. I think he said he's feeling a lot better. His, his vision's better. So that's a great fight if it happens. Obviously, it was supposed to happen last December in Korea. But, of course, Frankie Edgar took the fight when Ortega had to pull up with an injury. So that didn't happen. But, yeah, it's cool that they at least squashed their beef at least somewhat. Although I still feel like Kareem's obviously said it, it, was, uh, it was real, the whole incident with Jay Park or whatever. I still feel like it was kind of scripted. It seems scripted to me, but, you know, what do I know? Uh, Ken Sirward Doju has a few other comments here. He he liked Till as well against Gastelum, and he said Wheelie's very tough, and I agree completely with both your comments there, just seeing what else there was out here. Yeah, I really liked our Barboza Edmund fight, guys. That's a fun one. Um, also, I should mention that the Till Whitaker fight is not completely official yet, but uh, the, it seems like it's going to happen. Brett Okamotov, ESPN, reported it, but we know that Brett sometimes he'll report stuff the UFC tells him to when other when the fights actually aren't even booked yet, so that's kind of funny. Uh, what else here? Let's check out they're saying odds that dropped because I know that they've been coming coming up with some odds lately for the sportsbooks have. I know that Felicia Spencer and Amanda Nunez odds dropped, and they had Nunez as a minus four hundred favorite open, Spencer plus three hundred, which seems about right. I mean, if anything, I think Nunez could be higher. It seems like sometimes she's actually kind of like a low favorite. Like the last fight with Jermaine Duran and me, she dominated her. I think she was like she wasn't even that high of a favorite. Let me check what it was. Minus uh it was like minus 300, right? So it wasn't that big of a favorite, minus 350. She could have been even bigger in there in that fight. So that those odds are out. Um, a lot of upcoming main events like Morais, Yawn, Hooker, Pori. All these fights have um, odds now. Hermanson, Weidman, Sarah Smith. So definitely go check those out if you're interested. As far as this weekend's fights go, we have uh, two cards. Bellator, 241 tomorrow, Friday. And then you'll see Brasilia on Saturday with no fans. Should be interesting. Myself and Cole Sullivan broke down both cards on Tuesday. Go back and check the podcast so we give all our picks. And uh, I got one more comment over Ken Shearer. If anyone has any comments, throw them in here quickly before I get out of here. Uh, Zombie and Jay Parks are not forgive Ortega. Make the fight more WWE levels and make for a great fight. This is the fight game. Yeah, you know it is the fight game. And the fight game is a dangerous game. And, you know, these, these things happen. These things happen to me, like Gus Johnson famously said. So, you obviously don't want to see anyone get hurt. I mean, Jay Park's not a fighter, but Jay Park's got a big mouth too, guys. You know, you got to remember that. This guy, he's interpreting for Korean Zombie, and a lot of stuff that he said apparently was not something that Korean Zombie said. So this is a guy that uh, is very famous in that part of the world, and, you know, good for him. He's got a big net worth from what I've read. But, you know, if he's not being honest in his interpretations, then uh, you can see why Brian Ortega was a little ticked off. I would have been too. Anyways, I think that's going to be it for today's podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. You know, hopefully these cards aren't canceled. I mean, that's that's something that I really don't want to see happen. But again, you know, at the same time, if you're someone that you know, works with the UFC or if you're part of a team, you don't want to get sick. So if it does get canceled, it happens. And the UFC wouldn't be the only sporting event affected if that happens. But my hope would be for these fights to be moved to other cards and other locales where the events will still be able to take place. Like right now, Nevada seems like it's okay. For fights california seems like it's going to be a lot of events getting canceled so we'll see what happens it's all speculation at this point but you know knock on wood these fighters still get to keep their fights and their training camps don't go to waste all right you guys can check me on twitter at mmata martin and i'm available at maoddsbreaker.com that's the home of this podcast also bjpan.com and mmaratings.net where i'll have an article on the coronavirus and its impact on mma coming out hopefully today 
maybe not today, but tomorrow. We'll, we'll see what happens. I already sent it in, but we we already know there's tons of news breaking and something could change with the next you know few minutes, if anything. Um, I also want to mention that myself and Nick Kalikas, the big boss man here at Emily Osbreaker, are supposed to do a podcast today, later in the afternoon. Um, but uh, I had to talk to Nick about that. But yeah, we're supposed to do a podcast just talking about some upcoming fights and odds and obviously getting Nick's opinion on that stuff is always good. So once again, guys, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. And I'll be back either today with Nick or if not, I'll be back tomorrow morning as always. Bye, guys. See ya.